0: Hey, alaikum everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the TMV podcast by the Muslim Vibe. Slightly different this week. You're joined by me, Haseeb Rizvi instead of your usual host, Salim. He was unable to make this podcast, um, so I had to do a quick takeover. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be speaking to uh, Malik Al Arabi. He's a rapper from Seattle. Uh, he got in touch with us a couple of weeks back regarding uh, his new album that just came out and uh, I, I listened to it and I, I, was, I was very impressed and I was like, hey, you know what, we, I want to get this guy on a podcast and, and speak to him about kind of like what got him into it and, you know, the usual questions you can imagine. Uh, I'm not going to bore you. I've been told I'm not very good at this whole intro and outro section like Salim is. Uh, so we're going to jump straight into the interview.
1: 163 square foot apartment I whip out the pillows and bed sheets On weekends, my poutons make air b and For my three friends We Venmo and buy
0: all the food As-salamu Malik alaykum alaykum Wa
1: alaykum <laughs> as-salam wa rahmatullah Al-Arabi That's
0: right So um, you just recently released your album uh, About eight years late <laughs> So yeah. what's the story behind that? Why is it eight years late?
2: Sure. Uh, Yeah man, so I started working on music. I mean, I started working on music a long time ago. Um, But about eight years ago is when I actually put out my first video. So prior to that, uh, I had done some stuff in like elementary school, middle school, high school, things like that. But like my first official release, that wasn't even official, it was just some video like in my basement. Uh, That was eight years ago. And then after that, you know, I'd gone through... I had a lot of people give me advice that you should be dropping albums, you should be putting out projects, and I knew mentally I didn't want to put one out until like it was the right time, until I had kind of worked to my craft, worked my craft to the point where not that I perfected it, but I felt like it was worthy to be out there, had the right audience, had the right support, had the right uh, you know chemistry with the people I was working with, and got to a cohesive project that you know made sense to release, and that took me eight years. So uh, a lot of people got on me about it which is why the my bad part is on the uh on the ep name as well uh but alhamdulillah i mean i could not be happier it was a it was a cool first thing to release because you can't take back your freshman project you know it's your debut it's your first time you're really putting yourself out there so if i was going to do it i was going to do it right but that's kind of where the name came from i'm saying it's like ridiculous to me it's 2017 that this stuff still goes on the fact that
1: racism exists sexism exists the way that we just treat people
0: in general like how are we not there? so like what was your journey into music so you said you started this like eight years ago um uh, uh, how old are you just 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 so you know how old am i yeah
2: oh i've never put this out there this is like top secret info <laughs> my 90s baby uh 26
0: 26 okay so so eight years ago so you were basically like in your late teens Yeah, is when you basically started working with music and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So what was the journey? Like, what got you into that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you do eight years ago, that was, I think it was my freshman year of of college. So that was when I kind of put out the first video. But prior to that, uh, yeah, it started. I always, like, when people are like, when did you start, start? I always say sixth grade. I had my teacher, Miss Luther, at the time for English, who we were doing poetry. I just was really into it. So I started writing a lot. And then I remember on that same year, we had like a different, we had different teachers, and I think it was for social studies. I made a rap. Uh, it was about, it was a song about like Ferdinand Magellan uh, for like, I don't know, I think he's a sailor or explorer or something like that. So that's who it was at the time. And then after that, like, yeah, I just became known as this guy who made like these quirky raps for school projects and, and all of that stuff. And that that extended through like my senior year of high school. Then by the time I got to college, it was like, all right, like, why don't I actually try to make something that's not necessarily topical and something, uh, you know, that's original and my own and not just for school. And then, yeah, so I put out a video there. And then after that, man, it was just, it just kept going. And it kept going and it kept going. And every step along the way, like any journey, right, you just learn something along the way, whether it's starting to make professional videos, getting into a professional studio, meeting, you know, top people in the industry and things like that. So that kind of got me to where we are now.
1: So I bought a camera that I can't afford and a laptop to edit that I can't afford but that helped me discover the art in me more so Yeah, take a look
0: And so you, your background, um, obviously you're from Middle Eastern descent, judging by the surname Which part of the Middle East do you hail from originally?
2: Yeah, so I'm originally from Libya, um, both my parents are from there, Benghazi to be specific and, uh, yeah, so I actually never lived in Libya. I was not born there or anything. I was born and raised in the States. Um, but my parents moved here way back when. And then we ended up in Pittsburgh originally, uh, and then moved over to Philly. So, yeah, I pretty much spent my entire life in the Philadelphia area in a suburb about 20, 25 minutes out. Um, and that's where I, you know, I went to kindergarten there. I was there until my senior year of high school. I actually feel like I'm very, um, privileged in that regard to have that opportunity that a lot of people don't of not having to relocate like i spent 13 years in the same school district and it's something that I, I don't take very lightly especially in today's day and age so uh but yeah originally from libya and uh shouts to shouts to libya
0: nice nice so um your family in this like as in just judging by your your social media alone yeah um you're, you're quite connected to your parents which is nice and refreshing to see sure like i, I love that picture of your parents kissing your 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 cheeks and on your I think it's your graduation and stuff like that yeah. um and and there's like recurring themes as you kind of like touched on them in your what do you call it uh in in, in some of the the tracks as well sure. um your dad's a dentist but he's never checked your teeth yeah um so like uh how have they supported you in this like well, how did that all kind of come together because like a lot of people listening to this right now they'll be like you know they may or may not have like aspirations towards music or yeah. rap or whatever it might be but their parents as you know, immig- you know first generation immigrants yeah muslims they might not be so kind of like receptive towards that
2: absolutely and uh to that exact point my parents were not receptive either like part of that whole eight-year journey was so there was some convincing to do oh my god yeah it was not a uh, that when I was looking through that post, like what was crazy about that post with the pictures is I thought about I, you know, you think for so long about how you're gonna do your social media post, your big release, and what it's gonna look like, and that that idea came about like a week before, like it was a it was a very last second thing where we were on a trip together at the time, and I was bringing them the albums, and I was like, wait a second, like we should take this picture and replicate this moment because, it, it, ironically, across those eight years every two years we had one of those photos for a, a different, you know, life event and things like that. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I started building the narrative around that, which was like, I realized like, yeah, they didn't support it all eight years. And like incrementally in every picture, I remember having a memory of what, you know, how, how much uh, support that that corresponded to at that year. And so for me, it was like, support was gradually growing and like my parents to your point had this stereotypical like brown kid immigrant kid parent outlook they wanted a doctor and engineer my dad was a dentist and like all this started actually when I was in when I was growing up I, I was really into acting and I did like a lot of theater and things like that and I mean I was I was decent at it you know and I could have kept pursuing it and things like that. And my parents were so against it. Like they are like, No, like what do you, you can do this as a hobby and it was just like it's always like this hobby. It was like the worst word. It like made me cringe like growing up. And then I started doing music and it, it was the same exact feel, like it was like you know, just hobby, 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 like but you need to do something serious. So like it was really tough, I'm not gonna lie. It took a lot and what ended up happening was alhamdulillah I went to school, went to university, graduated, got a good degree, got a good job, all that type of stuff. And I did that all while building out like you know this brand and, and everything like that musically. And I think at that point they realized that they were like, Alright man, like he did everything we wanted. Like we you know, and he still pulled this off and all that. That was the first part where I think they were like, Okay, it's like we can't not support him, like he did what we wanted. But I think the second more important thing was like I would just get random calls like from my parents or I would get calls from my parents saying that they were randomly contacted by people in the community like my mom would talk about seeing aunties at the masjid who said like, oh, we saw Malik stuff on like, I don't know, my son shared it on Facebook and then I saw he's really good. And I think naturally our parents kind of want the doctor engineer selfishly. It's not a lot of times it's not because they really want it. It's because mm-hmm. like they want to be able to flex and stuff, too. I think yeah, that that's just yeah, where it comes yeah. from. So when yeah. they saw that, like, oh, man, like this is kind of a flex for us in a way. Like and we have these people who we thought would we'd almost be embarrassed by it. or like, no, like, we actually like it and it's clean and it's wholesome, good for the community and things like that. Like, I think they were like, all right. And then all of a sudden my dad called me the one day, he's like one of my patients who you don't know and who just, he said he heard it at the YMCA. And I still to this day have no idea how, the, how that happened or whatever, but he was like, yeah, so your music is spreading in the area and all that. And I was like, all right, cool. So it definitely took time. It was part of the eight years. And part of that decision to not put it out for so long was also like a mental comfort that I wasn't going to put this thing out until I felt good about it, my family felt good about it, the people who I felt, you know, closest to felt good about it and things like that. And, and, and that took some time. So yeah that's that's cool that you called that out i didn't even really think about that as much or expect to go that deep on the question but like yeah yeah, that that was a that that, that was a real thing for sure
0: yeah no because i think like for like a lot of young muslims um there is that situation right like the culture that we have versus the culture of our parents and somewhere in between there has to be that compromise understanding and a lot of times parents may not understand it but like it, by no means've i've come to learn now at my age that they were wrong or that they had some sort of like malicious intent yep. it's just out of love everything that their parents genuinely do is always out of love um, yeah but yeah. what's interesting is for me is, is I, I i got my mom to my, my mom loves hip-hop uh so she, she's a big fan of jedi mind tricks yeah <laughs> believe it or not so like yeah. she she's she, she's down with she, she, she's down with the cool kids Do you get what yeah. i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, i've i've had it pretty easy in that sense but i've had like other friends tell me that like they used to call like um like you know like a call center and they have that music playing right so yeah, yeah. like they, they were so they, they were so kind of like restricted from listening to music yeah, that, that this guy was right. like on, waiting on the line just to like yeah. to hear something but yeah 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 music has an interesting place to play in culture Mm. um so i believe and i i'm I'm a big fan of um celebrating it um especially hip-hop i feel like hip-hop is is the genre in which uh islam um when i say islam i don't mean uh muslim islam islam as what it organically is um i.e goodness uh, can be communicated and, and justice and things like about, you know, positive messages and and, and, and uh, resistance against oppression and stuff like that. I think hip-hop is that genre uh, for that. Um, so I've always been a big fan of hip-hop for that reason. And I always try, like, you know, within the Muslim vibe as well, we kind of use like a hip-hop kind of theme with all of our, like, videos and things that we, we use. Because I feel like culturally that's kind of like what the young people that are somewhat clued on or somewhat have a... Uh, had a, an outlook towards issues of justice um, it's the kind of soundtrack for that if that makes sense
1: yeah I remember when my, mom, yeah, she called on my phone and told me she was scared she's alone. There were eggs on our home and a sign with the changes from ignorant people. I guess who were brainless? I cannot hate them. I will stay loving. Put all my faith in the one up above and from standardized test scores to color of skin tone. I stand by our freedom. My forefathers did so. I messed up.
0: So, at which point, like, in your in your kind of, like, musical journey, like, you said, like, rap uh, was something you were doing as a kid. At which point do you think it became, like, a thing for you? Like, where, okay, this is what I am. Like, I love hip-hop, and this is what I want to pursue.
2: Yeah. So, that's actually funny, because it, it kind of gets into the question of, like, who were your influences? How did you start with hip-hop? And things like that, too. And so, like, the answer to that is I'm actually... Like, I would say I'm a hip-hop head because I listen to hip-hop, I'm in the community and things like that. But I would also say I'm kind of not. Like, I, and I remember hearing this from, uh, forget which artist I was studying. That they were like, stop listening to artists in your genre. Because if you listen to artists in your genre, you're going to start to bite off of them. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to start to take their sound and things like that. And it was like this, like, wake-up call that I was like, it's not, there's anything wrong with hip-hop. I love hip-hop or else I, like, wouldn't do it. But there's also something to be said about like there's uh, art in and of itself music expression is just it, it is just a form of expression right um and so for me when i was starting like my biggest musical memory or like listening to music like whatever embarrassing moment was like i went to the backstreet boys concert like i grew up singing the backstreet boys because of my older sister
0: i think i oh, might have to cancel this podcast listen
2: listen here, Lizard, Lizard here my, <laughs> my older my older sister shouts to her she was a huge backstreet boys fan and I would like do these like mini concerts in her room. I'd be like holding like a fake microphone for like her friends and stuff. And she's like, uh, I think she's like 11 years older than me. So like, I was like, it was my chance to like perform for like an audience. That's how yeah. I started growing up. And then I went to a, you know, a concert after that. And then slowly like, that was just my intro to music and like performing and, and all that stuff. And then eventually like it's it switched. Like I wasn't, I wasn't into like hard hip-hop, like I didn't grow up listening to Biggie, Pac, Nas, like I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And then I kind of got into the community and I started listening more to like this underground like frat rap that I was developing at the time and this was, this was when I was in college. so That's why it was more relevant to me. Um, and quick, like after that, then I realized it was weird that I was in this place doing this thing and not having any respect for the people who made it what it was. So like over the past like year or two, I went back and I started, what I did was I went on YouTube and I typed in every single major person, dead or alive, and watched documentaries for hours, for like a good like year or two. Like that was all I did was I was just digesting it. And all of a sudden, like I recognized where hip hop started. And I recognized why people say like, like hip-hop was stolen and then they start talking about rock and roll and then you know we start taking shots at elvis all of a sudden and then i just started to under all of it made sense like all the things that you've always heard the references and major songs started to just click i was like oh and i felt ignorant for so long until i finally did that exercise um and so yeah i I'd, i'd say by now like um that that's kind of I don't even I don't remember your original question I spun it into what are my influences <laughs> and stuff like that but go back what was your original question on this just so I can bring it home
0: even even I can't remember but I think some point you've answered it but no, <laughs> I think I think what I think what I was gonna what I was asking is is that at which point did you kind of like start taking hip-hop seriously as a genre yeah um but then you ended up with a story about backstreet boys which Fair enough, i think <laughs> i'm sorry if that's if that's your if, answer i, if, I don't think you can retract on it now if this if but. this got posted on the
2: podcast somehow we made it
0: nah I, yeah no that's fine so we'll move on to another question so i think like um what a lot of our i mean i i, I personally really enjoyed the album um even though typically speaking like i like um i like music that's a lot more dark um whether it's rap or whether it's classical music, I like more kind of like dark and more kind of like emotional things. I'm not always keen on being happy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, But what I liked about your album, it had a really like positive energy. Um, and, and I know the listeners can't see your face right now, but you've got like this really bright smile, mashallah. Um, but go check out Malika Kalaribe on Instagram. Um, <laughs> links in the description. Um, but yeah, you've got this like really good energy about you, and, I, and, I, and I, th- I thought that was quite unique actually, because when you first contacted us at the Muslim Vibe and said, "Hey guys, I've got a new album. Um, would you be interested in checking it out?" Like nine out of ten times, it's 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 not. Like what I would consider as like worthwhile, right? Like, as in, no offense to people, like everyone's trying, um, but like as a hip hop head myself, like I've got some qualifying factors, you know. Um, one thing I really liked about yours is that it had that kind of authentic feel to it, um, uh, especially like with the skits in between the in the in the tracks and stuff like that. But like, the 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 energy was quite unique, and 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 something that I found very interesting is that I, I was listening to the album and I was. I was waiting for at least like one of the tracks to be like oh that really dark, oh I'm a Muslim and you know in America and all that kind of like that the standard thing that you would expect from a Muslim rapper to do right, talk about Islam, talk about being Muslim and what it means but what you did in this album was kind of do that but without moaning about it. You did it in a very like positive light-hearted way. Um, there's a part of the, the uh, one of the tracks where you, you you refer to oh what can you do as an immigrant with a president who talks like I can't remember like the exact words but um, you touched on all of the things that kind of need to be touched on but without like sucking the energy out is that something that you intended is that something that you feel is like unique to your way of rapping explain like isn't because I, I was very intrigued by that
2: yeah. So first of all, I'm very humbled by that analysis because that shows that you actually got something out of the project that I did intend. So thank you for that. That was a good recap. Yeah, that was really, 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 really important to me. Um, I'll just come out and say it. There's a very big difference between being a Muslim rapper and a rapper who's Muslim. There's, mm. there, and that's not only rap. There's a difference when it comes to musicians. There's a difference when it comes to athletes. There's a difference when it comes to celebrities, right? Anybody Mm -hmm. who's out there. Muhammad Ali was not a great boxer because he was Muslim. He was a great boxer because he was a great boxer, right? Mm -hmm. And he just so happened to be Muslim, which is why all these people then, you know, were able to discover Islam and learn about it. You know, you start to look at him, you stick to athletes, you talk about someone like Parim Abdul-Jabbar, you know, whoever, like, these are great influences in the community who they're able to spread Dawa by just being good at their craft. They don't have to go in and talk about, you know, God or talk about <laughs> some other topics that I'm, I'm not gonna throw shade at other people, but they don't have to do that, right? Yeah. The re- they're able to spread Islam just by being good at what they do, which I think a lot of people miss the boat on these days. And that's what it was for me. It was like putting out a project that was like the best version of myself that I could be, right? but also not boxing myself into any niche market but to your point also figuring out clever ways to hint at my market who does exist like but yeah like i'm still showing love to y'all as well um and so for me it was like like one of my things that people ask about all the time is the line where i say like early faisait whispers in like uh one of my tracks and it's an always sunny and that one for me was huge because that's just me like you know when you're with the homies you're doing like Y'all are sleeping over at someone's house. You guys wake up the next day, you all pray fellowship together. And then like for like that 15 to 20 minutes, like nobody knocks out yet. Everybody's still awake, just like, kind of chatting. That's what it was. And it's like this subtle thing that like, only Muslims are ever going to get, right? But also like, it's just one little bar that's not like, oh, I'm a Muslim. I pray five times a day and let's marry four wives. And like, it's not, it's not that, you know, it's like, it's very, it's very just very subtle. Um, but the second thing is like, it's also really important because I want other people to be able to listen to it. So there are, there are things that you can talk about without saying I'm a Muslim. You can talk about faith. You can talk about God. You can talk about belief. You can talk about, you know, these, these things that I hold very dearly to me, you hold very dearly to me, that I'm sure a lot of people do. And um, kind of what, and it's not necessarily what inspired, but made me realize that you can do it, is a couple artists who I do listen to. Um, so John Bellion is one. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. Um, he was on Visionary which was the same album as Logic before signing to Def Jam and you know he's kind of doing his thing. Another one is Chance the Rapper who's a big one as well who kind of brings in like that gospel feel and he talks about God a lot. But he doesn't necessarily have to talk about let's say Isa or he doesn't have to talk about you know the church and things like that. It's just feel good music with like a constant reference and you know feeling of God. And both of those artists in particular do a phenomenal job. It. And so I remember like listening to their stuff and I was like, dude, these dudes aren't Muslim, but like they might as well be. You know, I was like the connection I feel when I'm listening to it and like, that I'm like, huh, like that certain closeness that everybody kind of desires. I'm like, dude, these dudes are hitting the nail on the head. Like that's crazy. Like they're not even Muslim or anything like that. So my goal in, 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 in not replicating, but kind of embodying that feel was like, yeah, I want, other people I want, whether it's, you know, Christians, whether it's Jewish people, whether it's anybody really to be able to listen to it and still get something out of it and not be turned off because this dude is very siloed uh, into one thing. So I'm happy that you hit on that because that was like an extremely big part of what I did uh, or a extreme big part of why it took so long to get to that point because I I knew that I could like, I don't want to call it like selling out or whatever, but I knew I could go that route. You know I, knew I could do that like there's pr- there's a lot of proof of concept that that works within the community but it just it was so tired for me like i just i couldn't do it so i had to kind of just bring my own spin to things and try to just keep it as open-minded as possible so anybody can relate
1: like Wonder what they gonna say when I'm gonna mess up on my SATs.
0: So like one thing that I think comes quite strongly from you is that you're you're quite um confident uh, in your identity. Um, which is which is good because like something that we're trying to do at the Muslim vibe like is in like one of our kind of like key mantras really is about trying to reconcile um essentially those uh those islamic values with our western lives and and to understand that they don't always need to be at conflict with one another we can be peace uh, be at peace with who we are um and so what i liked about the album itself is that it didn't like make me feel oh i'm out of place you know like it, it was just it was what it was you know and i could listen to it whilst i'm going on my way to work um and 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 that's 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 that one thing that we're always trying to kind of like really develop amongst young younger Muslims is that confidence though um, so, so where do you find that confidence and like have you had issues where you've kind of like based on whether it's your ethnic background your, your your faith have you ever felt that that's been a hindrance to your kind of like progress in life both you know outside of music and within the kind of like music scene as well
2: yeah so Honestly, my connection to like, I don't even like to use the term I'm religious or I'm whatever, because that's such a like tossed around term nowadays. Like, what does that really mean? But like my connection, my spirituality and things like that, that was, you know, that's been a journey in and of itself. That's been a little bit more on the recent front after I was able to, I'll say, see some things, you know, growing up and and, and all that. So growing up yeah for sure like that was that was tough like and not in the way that was like oh i, I like alhamdulillah I can't ever say that I ever went through some like traumatic experience that a lot of youth go through today, or not even youth, like adults like Muslimian in this country go to, like Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I never personally faced some like traumatic experience. but like, I went to airports, I never had any issue. Like I, you know, would walk around at the time like I was always clean shaven. So I never ran into like any of those classic stereotypes or things that we hear about today, which are extremely unfortunate, but I was very blessed in that regard. However, there were subtle things that now that I reflect on it that did happen that I didn't realize it was problematic at the time. Like most of my friends, like growing up, my friends who I was friends with from like kindergarten through like my senior year because I went to the same school, I was just friends with them because like that, that's who I grew up with, right? It wasn't like an active decision like this is my circle or like who I'm going to surround myself with. And that's not even a knock against them, but like they would make like racist jokes that I would laugh at because I was like embarrassed of my faith, right? I didn't realize it was a problem at the time, Um, you know, and, and now like when I think back on it, like I wish I wasn't at the time. Like I wish I could take back all those laughs or those like subtle things that they would say and they'd be like, oh, like it's fine because like you can take it and like whatever. But it's like, yeah, like there's not there's not really any place for that. And even like my friends I have today, Muslims are not Muslims. Like they don't make those jokes. Like it's it's just like it's not funny. It's like, um, you know, type of humor. And so, yeah, that that was certainly a part of it. Like growing up, I just didn't, I never recognized it. Like I didn't see it. I was pretty, I was pretty uh, oblivious. And now, um, I mean, yeah, I rock a beard now. So you could say what you want about that, like. I think it's a lot it's it's a lot easier of an identifier. Like nobody gets confused like at work when I'm like, oh, I'm not really gonna go to happy hours or like Friday I have to go for this one hour for a or something like that. Like I think if I when I used to say it, and I was kind of more embarrassed about it they would. But now it's like it's like you can just see it. There's like a visual sign, if you will. And not to compare it to like hijab or anything, by the way, at all. But like kind of in that same regard, it's like it's an identifier in a way. Like everybody's very like um you know, well aware of it. But the other thing I wanted to hit on was, I actually was on the page earlier today, and I saw a post, I think you only made it within like the past couple hours, which was the guy from the former CNN correspondent talking about names. And he was talking about how every single name, especially within the Muslim and Islamic tradition, means something, right? And that we should aspire for those things. And we shouldn't, you know, necessarily shorten our names or, you know, we shouldn't uh, shy away from them. Like if somebody can't pronounce your name, that's their problem, not our problem. And I watched that video, like, I was just sitting there, I was like, wow, like, this is fire. Like, this is a really good post. And I think it's, I think it's along those lines, especially for our youth today, is recognizing that. Like, yeah, we're different, okay? Don't change who you are. Like, that's something that we run into a lot, is how do we, it's like, how do we, like, mend our culture, traditions, and religion to, like, fit into, like, Western society? And I don't think we have to right like and i don't think we should like we can't change our religion i don't think we should change the narrative like i think that if you are very firm on what you believe but you're also still like a good person at the end of the day you treat others with respect and kindness you can disagree all you want but it doesn't mean you go and you know you'd be a prick like you yeah you know what i mean and so i think that's what it was for me was recognizing like yeah like this is my name like when i Obviously people call me Malik when they see me, but my preference is like, yeah, my name is Malik. Like, My name is Malik Al-Arabi. When I see people like that's that's my preference. But I understand that people are gonna call me Malik and that's kind of their default and that's what it is. But that's my name, you know, that means something to, to the correspondence point. And that identity certainly means something too. And that took, that was part of that journey as well. Like that was part of that eight years. Like as I'm sitting here reflecting, I'm like, wow, like now I get why it took eight years because I couldn't have yeah. put this project out eight years ago. It, it just would not have made sense based on the community and the people I surrounded myself with, with my peers, it wouldn't have made sense. Like I was embarrassed to post like like religious things. Like I wouldn't post like Eid Mubarak and stuff because like I just felt weird. And now it's like the majority of people in my life Alhamdulillah are either whether it's of the Ummah or folks at least who are very respectful of that. That's kind of the community who I surround myself with too. And I think that 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 would be my advice to youth today and in, in trying to navigate through all this where it can be tough is there are really good people out there find them be yourself and those people will come along and the people who are not just cut the fat man just get rid of them as soon as you can they're toxic and it's like that's very generic advice that everybody says but like that's the reality
0: no it's true as in like even somewhat like you know me growing up like in East London, it's a very different situation uh, where white people are the minority <laughs> uh, a lot of times. Um, so you you gotta come check it out at some point. Like London is is quite an interesting scene like that. Like it's very 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 diverse. Yeah. So uh, my wife is from California. Yeah. Um, like before we, we before like we got married and we were talking to each other and stuff like that. Like she would tell me like the the, the struggles of wearing hijab and stuff like that, and I was like, it, it doesn't make sense to me, right? Because Growing up in London, for my sisters to wear hijab, it was just like a normal thing. In fact, if anything, like they will stand out more if they, they, they didn't wear hijab, almost. Um, until I got to California, and I, and, I, and I saw the situation being slightly different, um, and, and realised, it kind of opened my mind as to like, I can't be so, um, not judgmental, but like narrow-minded to think that oh, every Western Muslim is having the same experience. We're all having different experiences. But the, the, the one thing that can, I guess, universally work for all of us is to be confident in who we are and what we believe in. And ultimately, it's, it's on us to understand what we believe in properly. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, there's a lot of misunderstandings of Islam that, within our own Muslim community, let alone the outside community. Which kind of like, brings me to my next point. Like, music and Islam, um, and Muslims, I guess, if you want to add to that, they don't sit well together, um, more times than not, whenever we post any sort of video out that's got the, even the most subtle like background music, it's like mashallah brother, but can you do it without the music, um, I'm, I'm not sure how many times you've heard that, How? and I don't want to get into the whole debate, is music halal or is music haram, as far as I'm concerned, if you think it's haram, then don't listen to music, if you think it's acceptable, then listen to it, but the only thing that I would say is that the only music that is acceptable is music that can either bring you closer to God, or make you a better person if it's not doing that then I would deem it as haram so I don't kind of make that decision based on the genre because people would say oh but hip hop's definitely haram why because oh Lil Wayne it's like okay don't listen to Lil Wayne then listen to something else you know um how did you kind of reconcile the two things because from like like from what I can see of you um and, and I don't mean to patronize you or like you know blow steam but you do have a religious presence about you like you can, I can tell that you do have you know that sincerity within you when it comes to the deen. So how did you navigate between that that quagmire of, of, of yeah whatever you want to call it?
2: Yeah, great question. Uh, I'll preface with I actually stopped doing music for about three years in the middle of those eight years. I went through that mental process, I went through that struggle, I went through that consideration. I stopped because I thought it was haram, period. At the time, and it wasn't just stopping in that I uh, stopped putting out music. I was like, I'm going to stop listening to it. I'm going to do all that. Went through that mental exercise where I got to the point where uh, just my mindset had changed. And I was like, nope. I actually think that there is a way to do this. And there is a proper way. And I think that there is like a void. Like, I think that in in a music culture that constantly has like that negative vibe or has like that just inappropriateness to it or all that stuff like why can't you be positive and and all that stuff so um but that was hard because of because i've seen other people who okay why it was hard for me was when i make when i was making music my goal was never to mix music and religion. I actually look at them as two very separate things. I don't think that there is room for like mixing them, if that makes sense. Like I don't think it's proper to say the names of like the prophets, for example, in my bars. I just, I personally don't. I don't think it's, you know, to have somebody reading Quran in like the background or have it on a hook, I don't think it's appropriate. That's that's my personal mindset on it, right? So that's why I also think some of my stuff is a little bit more generic, and it's not like you'll hear me reciting Ayat al-Qursi randomly in a, in, a, in a bar. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Um, they're two separate fundamental things in my head, and that's why I keep them separate. And that's why, but but within our community, there are also those who certainly have made a name for themselves based on making that part of their music. And to each their own. Like that's a decision that you make, and all that. That's a personal choice that I've said like. I don't think that that's for me, um, and not that there's anything wrong with it. I think that anybody who is doing it, actually, for the most part, when I really sit back and I like think of just not as a person who wants to, uh, not as a person who wants to, you know, clown on people or go off on people, just as a genuine good intentions like mindset. I think that, yeah, people who are making that type of music probably have a good mindset. They're probably like, this is my outlet. There's probably, you know, millions of people who tune into it and they're getting benefit and they see Baraka in it. And I'm like, okay, to each their own. It just doesn't, it just doesn't jive well with me. And that, it's a really slippery slope. Like, and I can tell that you've experienced it because of what you said specifically, which is a very mature answer of somebody who is in within this. If you think it's haram, don't listen to it. If you think it's permissible, listen to it and that's it is not it's not something that needs to necessarily be a hotly debated topic because just like so many other hotly debated topics within our religion it's not black and white unfortunately mm. right like you can say well it's in this writing or it's in this hadith or it's in there but if it's not explicitly stated and even if there's was here or, you know difference of opinion there one scholar said that, like at the end of the day it's gray that's the bottom line and when things are gray regardless of how strongly or passionately you feel about it or how much evidence you might have convinced yourself exists until there's a halal or haram sticker on it then that's a to, to each person that's a life decision that they have to make
0: and it's worthwhile like just saying to our listeners like anyone listening to this like this isn't any sort of like argument for pro music or encouraging you to listen to music or anything like that it's and see, music is, is such a you know when you say that as well, like as a as a word, it's got like you think all sorts of things. You start thinking Britney Spears, you start thinking all of this stuff. But like I, I look I'm, when I talk about music, I'm talking about an art form of audio and sound, essentially that communicates like cultural values and and and, and it could be so much more deeper than just you know like one genre. And it's, it, there's a lot to it. Um, and God's created this beautiful thing called sound and and we experience it in different ways. And, and if you look at every people they have had A music, um, and, 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 and this is why I've always kind of like been fascinated with hip-hop, like growing up very young, is that it's it captures my journey, it's, you know, like individually captures my journey. But I might, I've, I've spoken to people that say, listen, folk music does it for me. And, and they may have grown up in some like pretty suburb somewhere and, and and their struggle was different but like folk music may emotionally speak to them more um, and and for some people it's not even a question it's not even like oh i need to listen to music or like oh i like listening to music it's just not their thing but they might be really interested in books or or or, or other forms of art um so I, it's like like you said i don't think we kind of need to over deliberate and kind of get bogged down into this thing it's it's almost about Like, the reason why I did this podcast with you, like, more than anything, it was just about celebrating talent. Um, Like, that's just one thing that I'm really, personally, I'm really, really keen on. And it's kind of like we built the Muslim vibe on this uh, basis, is that there's thousands, if not millions, of amazing Muslims doing just amazing things day to day. Um, Whether they're doing charity work in, in the Middle East, or whether they're doing social justice activism, or whether they're doing science explorations and you name it like muslims are doing amazing things but sometimes in our own individual silos we're not aware of what other muslims are doing and then we start feeling like oh we're some downtrodden people collectively um and it was really about kind of like getting you on here to talk about someone who's just doing he's just basically released an album and you're not like crazy big you haven't got like oh like a million followers on instagram you're not some like super crazy influencer you're not like you know, breaking the internet by by you know not, not putting you down or anything like that. But you know, you're just like a guy. You know, with 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 a strong passion, and, and and that's what I really really liked about you. Even the way you messaged us, there was no kind of like, oh guys, this is my album or I'm sending you a press release. It was just a very humble one to one, like, hey guys, look, check this out, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's what really kind of like uh, got me thinking that. We need to celebrate like the talent within our community, Um, and yes, there's guidelines to that, and that's one of the things I sent you in an email. I was like, okay, we're we're happy to kind of like you know give you give you a shout out once we listen to the album because we want to make sure that you know it's not got any messages in there, it's not in a certain tone that's other than what we want to promote, right? Um, And and I think that's kind of like where we are right now, and we want to kind of get more and more people interested in the creative field. Because, you know, Malik, this is completely separate from, uh, it's completely separate from the music situation, but there's a lot of good Muslim comedians out there, um, both in America and the UK, and they're making it in the mainstream, Uh, and it's like that point that you mentioned, it's not, they're not, kind of... They're not uh, being invited onto these platforms because, oh, they're Muslim comedians. Mm-hmm. It's because they're really funny comedians who happen to be Muslim. Yep. And they make jokes. Yes, they use uh, their religious identity because, yes, that's the glaring elephant in the room. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's a Muslim called Muhammad on stage. And, you know, like, it's, it, it's funny. Just that, that, just that itself is funny. Sure. Um, and they use that to kind of deliver... I guess like more more serious messages about where we are as, as a society racism you
2: know all that kind of stuff yeah um yeah like i'll cut you off there sorry like i 100 percent agree I'm, I'm huge on stand-up comedy it's like one of my favorite things to to do like just to chill out and there's three big ones who i think of you know when it comes to, at least right now and from an american perspective one is uh hassan minaj which everybody kind of i think they he's know he's killing it at the moment yeah him uh rami yusuf who i think is just starting to get out there a little bit more and then Mo amer who i saw on uh, netflix most recently like those three i think are doing exactly what you just described and like i love it like Maybe some of their jokes are a little bit like eh, whatever, but I think for the most part, like when I watched, especially when I've watched like five minute set, like I watched like Rami Yusuf's five minute set. It was on like Colbert, or, like one of these like uh, late night shows, and that had me dying. And it yeah. was, and, and it had like white people dying, and it had yeah. like non Muslims die because it was funny. Like, and he, it's it's the classic comedian like uh, taking a shot at myself type of thing, and taking a shot yeah. at you know these preconceived notions of myself. Like, it was genius. Mo Amr's Netflix special, like, surprised me. Cause I was like, I've watched other ones by the way, not him, like other Muslim comedians, where I was very let down. Like I was very let down by like the whole YouTube era of like Muslim comedians and stuff like that. But like, yeah. this to me was like, damn, like this is good. This is funny. Like I could watch this with my non-Muslim friends. They're going to find it funny. And that was kind of the entire vibe that I was going for. Bigger point, I a hundred percent agree with it. When I was actually, you know, trying to put together this EP in my head, originally it was like it wasn't going to be called this but the name was going to be to the tune of like rapper who's muslim not muslim rapper like something like i was going to somehow engage that and it was going to be more about like i had started reaching out to like other influencers who i like consider friends whether they're killing it within comedy within clothing within sports and they were actually going to be my skits like i was going to interview them on that struggle of how are you doing so good at your thing without having to like put it out there and put it on blast and like talk about Islam slam all the time and like whatever and that was actually so it's funny that we got this deep into it because i totally agree like and i like what you're doing with uh the page because i think to your point there are i would actually say like over a billion muslims right who are doing incredible things and i think the bigger point to drive home that i hope i hit on in the beginning as well is A lot of people like to get really high-strung on Islam means you need to do this thing. You need to do that thing. You need to do this. And don't get me wrong, Islam is certainly a religion of aspiration. That's very important. It is important to aspire to continue to better yourself, to improve without a doubt. But Islam also is very like simplistic in there's just some core things like just just do those, right? Like start there before you start aspiring to tomorrow be a sheikh and lead Jum'ah and you know and be a khatib and all. Like before you go there just start with yourself say am I hitting the core principles and then also am I being a good re- reflection as a human being and if you're doing that then I would take your thousands to you know hundreds and thousands of good Muslims I would take it up to a billion I would say there are billions of Muslims who are doing great things every single day just by being themselves being a good example in our communities and i wish that you could feature like a billion posts on your page about being spammy and whatever that just doesn't exist but like yeah i think that every single person if if anybody takes anything away from this podcast just by being a good person and good at what you do you are being a good representation of being a muslim mic drop that's how i feel like you know
0: yeah, I, um, I, I remember speaking to um, a friend of mine. He's, he's, he's also he's a music producer and rapper as well. I'm gonna send you some links after this. Like, Marshall, yeah. he's extremely talented, right? Like, as in, yeah. like, really, really talented. And um, yeah. I call him once in a while, like, for advice, because, like, you know, growing up, like, he was actually really there for me as an own brother figure kind of thing. Yeah. And um, he said to me one very interesting thing. He goes to see God is the most beautiful and god is is perfection and all we're meant to be are reflections of his beauty and his perfectionness right i don't know the grammar of that so he as a creative he was saying to me as a creative one-to-one he goes all that we need to then aspire to do is to create be- beauty and to create perfection if we're going to be reflections of, of God, which is all that we exist for, right? He created us just to be a reflection of him. Then that's all we need to aspire towards. So if, whether that's you in your... create, Especially, where it definitely comes uh, ways a lot more when you're talking about a creative talent. Because here we're creating now. We're not just kind of... Uh, it's hard to explain, but we're, we're producing something new into the world, right? Uh, whether it's through a graphic design or whether it's through art or whether it's through music or whether it's through film, we're producing something new, Uh, we're giving birth to something new uh, in in, in existence through the form of content. We need to then aspire to make that perfect and and a reflection of him. And it's a a never-ending process because obviously we'll never uh, achieve that perfection, but that's, that's just part of the journey. Um and you know I, I'm, I'm just really really keen on opening up our platform The Muslim Vibe to more creative people um, like yourselves and it's been, it's been a pleasure speaking with you you know like as in it's been a long time coming as in uh, we dropped this podcast we probably call this podcast two weeks late or something um but yeah (laughs) my bad (laughs) my bad um yeah but you know since since that message you dropped me i checked out your instagram page was totally digging your vibes and yeah i've just been really excited to chat to you like I, i heard the album uh really really liked it um so i wish you all the best and i guess you know a cheesy ending to the podcast but if there's one message that you could give to like a young muslim who's sitting there right now thinking about writing his first lyrics or dropping his first album what would it be
2: oh well now you said that you changed it to music i had i had a great message for muslim youth that was not music related
0: forget forget the music related then
2: because i was going to go back to a point and I, i'm happy that we're closing it out with this which was i was listening to a khutbah i don't remember by who but what they were talking about was the concept of like Muslim youth and I forget if they were connecting it to Sunnah of Rasulullah or if they were talking about something else specifically but what they what they were talking about was going to school studying for your exams doing well in school working really hard getting good grades aspiring is something that good Muslims do right and it was so simple like my mind was blown I was like I was like there is barakah in me working hard in college You know, or in high school or middle school, whoever's listening. There is barakah in me doing these little things to just better myself as a human being, right? Because you can talk about Islam as a whole separate thing from just the human condition, the the human, like, the mankind, right? Before you even worry about religion, which totally should, like, I'm not putting religion aside... But just always ask yourself, like, am I am I a good person who's trying to just improve? And if you're doing that, there's a good chance that that aligns with the values of Islam, and you're also being a good Muslim too. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. We don't need to separate the two. Uh, right. Malik, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, I don't think I'll pronounce well, your name properly. I'm pronouncing it improperly. I'm in I'm in my good. Uh, you know when you you know when you speak to a white person over the phone. Yeah. I'm in that mode right now, so I think I just called you
2: Malik dude call me malik call me malik call me whatever like the, the, I, get, I get i'm at work right now and i get 80 different pronunciations of my name so don't even sweat it bro <laughs> but for anybody listening malik al Arabi for the formal pronunciation
0: yeah. perfect great talking to you malik and we look forward to your next album uh we're gonna drop this the link for the album is gonna be in the description um inshallah we wish you all the best and i can't wait to hear uh, are you gonna be producing more videos
2: absolutely bro just stay yeah. tuned okay, okay, i'll bro. send them i'll send them to you i'll
0: send them yeah to you drop those dms and, and we'll, we'll share them out inshallah but it's been yeah, an absolute pleasure it, speaking bro. to you I uh, wish you all the best and uh salam to your parents as well
2: all right barakallahu send my salams to your family as well Alaikum
0: salam
1: this process i have found my healing i found out it's okay for me to have feelings i wake up and whiten my teeth vicious cycle as all of these hipsters make me go recycle through my thoughts through my thoughts and my plans i found out my supplies and demand every monday and thursday i find myself starving my 563 square foot apartment i whip out the
0: pillows and And that was my chat with Malik Al-Arabi. I really, really liked his album, guys. Um, So definitely go check it out. Uh, Links are all in the description. Follow him on Instagram. And uh, yeah, if you really enjoyed this week's podcast or even if you just mildly enjoyed it, uh, please do give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and uh, share it with your friends, please. It's really important. We're trying to kind of grow the podcast audience. We're doing okay. We're growing slowly, but surely. Uh, but we know we can do better. So if you are still listening to this part of the podcast, please do share it. And uh, next week you'll be joined by Salim, I'm presuming. Uh, and all systems will resume as normal. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi alaykum wa, wa barakatuh. <laughs>